If the public knows <laughs> that the games are rigged, they're not going to tune in. Ultimately, all that matters is you're getting eyeballs on the product and you're getting dollars flowing your way, right? That's I, their goal. That's all they care about. I missed you so much. I missed you so much. <laughs> Charlotte Wilder. I am Mark Titus, which you might need to be reminded because I have been missing for a couple weeks, Charlotte, and you have uh, you have not missed a beat. If I'm being completely honest, um, I was hoping I would be missed more. (laughs) I was not. No, Mark, I missed you. I missed you terribly, but I couldn't say that to our other guests because, you know, I want them to feel special. I don't want them to feel like they're walking into an unfillable role, but no, I mean, I thought Ben was great, and he really, he was a great hang. I, we had snacks on. Yeah, Ben, we, what the hell? Like, Ben Verlanders is basically, like, a better-looking, younger version of me. Like, the guy is, he's... He, he's you know, Mark... Yeah, like, what, I I, I see what's happening, and, and I, you think I don't witness this? You think I don't have, like, the internet, and I can't see that you're... You know, Look, just upgrading me. I'm just trying to keep you on your toes. I'm just, I want you to fight for what you have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, no, I'm you got it. What I will say is there, there's, you have a darkness um, that I identify with that I think Ben is much happier than both of us. And so talking to Ben, I was like, whoa, this is a pretty upbeat podcast with you. I'm usually yeah. like, oh yeah, no, like we're, we're both like the world is ending and we know it. And Ben was, uh, he was, I think he's probably a nicer person than we are <laughs> yeah yeah if i was that guy i'd be a lot happier too so i did miss you is what i'm trying to say um uh, and i want to know how you're doing are you okay you're doing i'm, I'm a very lot. tired uh but that's to be expected it's nice it's nice to feel wanted for once uh throughout the year <laughs> that march rolls around and then people it's a are good like, month hey, for you yeah it's a good month for me but uh yeah i do uh, you know, I, I don't do much of anything for 11 months and then that's Marshall's not true. You do this podcast. I'm, yeah, I know. But for the most part, it's so if that's I, I always, you not doing much for 11 months. I need to believe that's doing something. Cause that's all I have 12 months out of the year, buddy. So this is got, we got to elevate tell. PSP. Well, yeah. Like I can't tell if I'm overwhelmed right now, like if it's justified or not, I can't tell like when, when March rolls around and I kind of get a little overwhelmed, I can't tell if it's just me being soft. Cause it's like, I can't, I, I have no time to go to the beach right now. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to tell my friends, sorry, I can't go to the beach so i'm like i'm pretending like i'm mining coal for a little bit and i'm super green (laughs) no i will what i will say is that like so for me that that week of the super bowl um you know or normally all-star weekends or you know whatever the sort of big events that come up that um you cover that i cover and as a generalist you know they sort of like put me where they think it's a thing people care about and for that week two weeks i am it's like flat out and it's a few times a year and i'm exhausted and i feel bad for my myself and I'm like I'm working so hard and then I get to the hotel and I'm like you your job the job that you just had to do was go to a home run derby and write jokes about (laughs) it so what if we relax so I know what you mean but at the same time it also is like do you you still want to do it well and you still want to have the jokes be good and that takes energy 
Well, the the funniest part to me is how exhausted I got, or how how exhausted I felt, just simply sitting there watching basketball all day. That's all I did. Like I would sit, I would sit on a chair and just watch guys play basketball, and then I would talk about it. But you were doing that. And I would publicly. go home. Yeah, but then I'd go home and I'm like, oh, I feel like I just ran a marathon. How did this? Ha-? And then I realized I'm old. That's the that's the answer. I'm no, no, old, no, so, no, 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 uh, no. That's what we're learning. The answer, Mark, and I'm not saying this to make myself feel better, but maybe I am a little bit. Is that doing these sorts of things? Like, there is a degree of energy that you know when we're talking to each other and we know that other people are going to hear it. I hope we're trying harder than if I were to call you up and like bitch about something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you want it to be better. You want to be your best version. And it turns out that being the best version of yourself is actually takes a lot of energy if you don't do it that often. Well, anyway, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm, okay. I'm all right though. It's fine. It's not a big deal, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it is funny that uh, yeah, I, I, I'm soft is really the, <laughs> the, the, but, but I will say I will for, for everyone listening, I, I do get very much sucked into the March Madness vortex. The the rest of the world does not exist uh, when March Madness tips off because it is uh, in all seriousness. Again, I'm not, I'm not mining coal for a living, so I'm not pretending like um, it's the hardest job in the world, but it is very time consuming to the point that I, I honestly have no idea what else is going on. Right. There's not, I, I could tell you, I could tell you, I could talk to you about Oral Roberts's bench if you would like me to, but I couldn't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> which is, I have, which is I have important. no idea what's going on in the world. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great, Mark, because today what I want to do is I just want to tell you what's going on in the world. Some stories that you may have missed. I think you're going to find them. There's some there's some good stuff in here. There's some really relevant to PSP things that have happened recently okay. that we got to talk about that once I tell you what's happened, you'll be like, say no more. I, I don't have to research this. I know exactly what's going Can on. Can I guess one of them? Uh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley broke up. <laughs> Wait, did they? I don't know. I, I oh. was guessing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guess. You just gave me a heart attack. I was like, is that the one thing you know that happened that I didn't know that that happened? I don't think that happened. Okay. I was just guessing. It just felt like <gasps> enough time had passed now that You'd that would think. be a story now. <laughs> well, I mean, they might have, and we don't know it, but you know, I'm, I'll check their Instagrams again, but I'm not going to talk about that because okay, that's not, not a thing that. we talk about on this podcast. Um, also, though, I just want to say real quick, Mark, I, I've gotten obsessed with March Madness. With the really? men's with the men's and women's tournaments, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like I think I'm addicted to basketball. Like if basketball isn't on the TV, I'm like, where is the basketball? It becomes this like very rhythmic thing. Do you know what I mean? Where you're just like, mm-hmm. it's the constant and and college basketball especially where they just like miss shots. Like if I we I was watching the tournament and then went to an, watch an NBA game and I was like, oh my god, this is it makes the tournament hilarious if you watch. Yeah, an it NBA makes it more right fun, now. doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah, the yeah. NBA NBA is like not even basketball it's like an algorithm yeah. that you plug into robots and like they're they're too good i say that as a compliment like they're too good they've cracked the code uh you you, you i mean i saw kirk goldsberry he's the guy that makes the shot charts you know the, I know the kirk, cool yeah. looking yeah i've drank so, beers with kirk and austin oh, mark oh, okay okay <laughs> relax relax charlotte Jeez. i said that uh, to, i said that as a joke but also it's true he uh <laughs> <I said that. laughs> 
He, I saw he put out a shot chart today of like the the uh, the most frequent shot, the, like where where people shoot the most shots in, mm-hmm. in NBA games, and it's basically all threes and and layups is what is all it is. Like the mid range is dead, right. um, and people that are in the NBA will say that's awesome, and and that just shows how smart these guys are and how efficient it is. And um, and I'm just like, yeah, it's just kind of the same. That just means you've you're too efficient. It's I'm gonna be eyes. honest, it's I've, not fun. I love a good mid range jumper that doesn't yeah. go in. Like that's my bread and butter. That's where I shoot from, and that's usually what happens to me in metaphorically in life. You know, so the, the the NBA trade deadline, to my understanding, is it, it's it's this week. It's coming yeah, up. It's, it's happening. The I, day I see that our podcast comes out. It's Thursday. Oh really? Okay. Well, I because I I can feel the buzz. I haven't really paid much attention, but I've I can you know the times I right. get on Twitter and I'm scrolling through trying to read March Madness stuff. There's like NBA trade talk popping mm-hmm. up, and. Uh, another thing that sets college basketball apart from the NBA is like the NBA, you, you look up halfway through the season and your point guard situation is a disaster. You, you, yes. you pull a trade and you figure it out in college. If you, your point guard situation is a disaster. Good luck. <laughs> right. Good right. Luck. Like there's a, there's a lot of talk yeah. right now that, you know, Kyle Lowry could go to, um, Oh, where was he going to go? Now I just, someone just said this to me and now I can't remember, which is great for a podcast where I'm supposed to be telling you what's going on in the world. Um, but, you know, like a, a veteran point guard that a team might need at this point, the rappers aren't rappers. The Raptors, the Raptors. aren't contenders. <laughs> they can they can just take Lowry. And, the you Raptors know. would be a great team, though. Like if it all would. the rappers, if Master P got uh, all his... Master P's son, Little Romeo, remember him? He played. He played <laughs> yeah. basketball at USC. Like you put a you put a team full of rappers together. Could they? <laughs> that would be amazing. Drake. <laughs> oh, Drake would no. Drake would Drake would flop all the time. All Drake would do was flop. He'd be like my ankle. And he'd be, um, but okay, so there. Let's get into it. Let me. Do you want me to tell you what's been going on? Please do. Okay. Please. There yes. are three headlines that aren't fun or funny that we're not going to talk about, but I feel okay. like I'm going to tell you them so that you know them. Um, Elgin Baylor, legendary Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. Laker star. He died. You know that one. All right. Yeah, I saw that. That's uh, he's he's yeah. That's he's a legend, not, and that's not fun. No, nor is it funny. No, but it's In important. Fact, so, so I'm going to mention. It is important. Yeah. Um, here's one that I mean, this one is just like depressing, and I don't want to talk about it at all. But I don't know if you know that the number <laughs> great, of great. the number it's worse than the guy no, 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 dying. Just, we're going to do this part really quick. The number of uh, lawsuits that women have filed against Deshaun Watson is now up to sixteen. What? Yeah, for um, inappropriate or sexual harassment or forced, you know, sexual things. Fred yeah, massage. I did not know about this. So yeah. uh, I guess I got to I guess I'm reading to do on that one. Yes, yeah, wow. so you can read okay. up on that one. That's some bad news. And, and this is a bad one that I and obviously I want to preface this. There are definitely times and places to talk about this stuff. I'm not saying like we should not talk about this, but this podcast by the rules of this podcast, mm-hmm. we're catching up real quick and then we're moving on. Um, this one was astonishing to me as a headline because it felt like a bad Mad Lib. Um, Lazio signed Mussolini's great-grandson to first professional contract. <laughs> a fascist dictator's grandson well, now, now plays for a team in Italy whose fans are right-wing idiots yeah but is he a, is he a dictator you know like the sins of the father right i know like, why should you have to to suffer why should you have to change his I don't name have answers his, his to grandpa this is the asshole right like why do i why does he have to I, I feel like i wouldn't want to be charlotte hitler you know i think i might that change that one yeah um yeah that's uh 
That's tough. Yeah, that's I, I have. Uh, do, do we know anything about the guy? Other than his, he, he's, he kept the last name. I guess that kind of tells you all you need to know, I right? Because as you he said, did. If, oh, he, he didn't. It? He is a different last name because it was okay. the, the mom was the granddaughter, and she had this kid, and this kid is yeah. So, but that was <sighs> that a headline I wasn't expecting to see, and I just wanted to read that to you. Can he play? Is he good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I don't know. I get we got to look into that too. But you know, on our on our other podcast about yeah, I'll get you his jersey for. Your, I'll get you his yeah. I'll buy his jersey as a gift. That's yeah. perfect. That's exactly what I want. Um, here's what I do want to talk about. What I want okay. to tell you: the fun or ridiculous things that have happened. Here's one: Dodgers fans bought a billboard next to Fenway Park, thanking them for Mookie Betts. Oh, I like that. That's a great move. This is not fun or funny to me personally, but I thought you would find it entertaining. Um, yeah, they 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 traded. I mean, Mookie Betts won a title as soon as he got to LA. That's that's hilarious. That's great. Mm, yeah, I love um, it. I, I, it's kind of weird that they waited this long, though. Is it because it's are they trying to coincide with opening day? Is that the idea? Yeah. Is you put put it up now? Yeah, okay, definitely. That makes sense. And honestly, I feel like they should have done it after they won the World Series, but that's okay. Still funny. They should, but plays. they're they're trying to put salt in the in the wound mm-hmm. delayed. Like you thought it was healed, and then someone opens yeah, it yeah. up and pours salt <laughs> back in. And what I I think I'm going to write something about this. I'm not going to lie, Mark. I have too many thoughts about this. But the, mm-hmm. the bottom line to me is that this is the greatest Boston troll of all time because the yeah. guy who did it, he's like, no, I he's earnest about it. He's like, I really just wanted to thank Boston. Like, this isn't sarcastic. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Like, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh-huh. Um, and to me, that's the meanest thing you could do to Boston because everyone in Boston is sarcastic. Like, no one does earnestness very well. Like, so this is this is meaner to Boston fans than like Boston fans would probably just rather this guy punch him in the face. You know what I mean? Um, It's like, yeah, it didn't dawn on me until just this moment that uh, Boston also gave Tampa Bay Tom Brady and he won a title as well. And that was, (laughs) I I swear to God, I never connected. You didn't think of that? No, I really didn't until right. Because this might shock you, Charlotte. Not everybody in this country (laughs) thinks about Boston all that much. In fact, I I would argue that I've never once thought about Boston if I'm not talking to someone from Boston. Well, you know, that's uh, why Buck (laughs) hired me because there's such a lack of Boston (laughs) representation in national media. That I was like, I'll be the one to do. This I'll is, fall on the sword. I mean, the, the, this story does kind of feel a little like one thing didn't go our way. So let's pretend like this is the. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you think you've had it bad, Browns fans? Listen to this. <gasps> we had a billboard put up because we had to watch our best player go to Los Angeles. How bad is that? We won a billion titles in every sport imaginable. And then our best players went and left and then they won titles. And now that's like the worst thing that's ever happened to us. Okay. Well, when you put it that way, that one's hard to argue with. Um, well, I just, okay. So whatever. Here's the next story I want to tell you about. You big dummy. Um, okay. NHL investigating referee saying he, quote, wanted to get a penalty against Nashville Predators. So here's what happened. Yeah, I know. It's a confusing headline. I'm going to read you. Our pal Greg Wyshynski at ESPN wrote about this, and he said um, it was a Red Wings-Preds game. Also, what cities are those in, Mark? You remember? Uh, Detroit versus Nashville. Uh He's still got it, folks. Look at that. We're back, baby. Um, Okay, Greg Wyshynski writes, with 15 
minutes and four seconds left in the second period, Predators forward Victor Arvidsson, Arvidsson spelled with like 30 S's, Mm -hmm. was called for tripping Wed Wed Wings defenseman John (laughs) Mello. Red Wings defenseman Uh, John. (laughs) I'm hunting Wed Wings. (laughs) (laughs) The Wed Wings were playing really, really well. Okay, Red Wings defenseman John Merrill in the offensive zone, even though replays showed that Merrill embellished the fall to draw the call. Okay, so great. With 12.42 remaining in the second period, the Nashville broadcast captured audio from an on-ice official Tim Peel saying, it wasn't much, but I want it. Now, producer Cap, please bleep this out because this is a family podcast, mm. but I'm going to say it. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a f- penalty against Nashville mm. early. A hot mic, Mark. The, so the ref purposely was lo- hunting for a penalty to call. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, is this and and so his crime is more that he got caught on the hot mic more so than than doing this because I, I it's my understanding this is what all refs do. Is yeah, this not how right. is this not how officiating professional sports works? Is it's like. We got to, you know, right out of the gate, <laughs> right. <laughs> screw the other team. Yeah. It's Lake, the Lakers are playing who? <laughs> They're playing the Grizzlies? And it's right. a must win for the for – the, no, come on, come on. Well, All the right. refs have foul been on, – Foul on the Grizzlies. Exactly, <laughs> right. Like, right. And the refs have been doing a lot lately, especially um, against the Knicks, which has been just a wild – there have been two end-of-the-game things where calls have not gone Julius Randle's way, and it's been a whole thing. And But you don't care about that. So back – Back to the back to this Nashville thing. Nashville won two to zero, mm-hmm. and the best part about this, Mark, is that the coach um, John Hines afterwards at his press conference gave the most hockey presser ever. He said, "I think the situation. <laughs> sorry, it's just like so good. I think the situation is what it is. I think from our perspective, it probably doesn't matter how I feel about it in general. But the referees are employees of the league, and rather than me comment, I think it's an issue that the league will have to take care of. You always want to have things that are fair for your players and for your team, but there are no excuses. We have to find a way to kill the penalty and control what we can control. That's a pretty. That is a pretty. What else can you say? You know, like that's that's a pretty classy answer. I'd say." Yeah, but that's um, hockey guys being like, I'm not just, gonna say, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get in the mud at all. Like if this were an NBA coach, if this like they'd be like, that was like, that yeah, was yeah, it was garbage. You know, you know what really sucks is when you realize as an adult that uh, the refs throwing the games, rigging the games, whatever, actually might be best for the games. You know, <laughs> like. How like so? professionals, professional sports are businesses. They're meant to just be entertainment. They're not right. meant to, uh, they're, they're not trying to like, this is the appeal of amateur athletics is that it is quote unquote for the love of the game. Whereas professional sports are just, uh, it's just supposed to be entertainment. It's like going to see the circus in town. Right. <laughs> um, so if part of that is some sort of orchestrated deal from the refs like who cares at the end of the day like all the nba should really care about is how much money in the nhl how much money they're making and if it makes more money to i don't know you know what i mean you have a little wwe situation where like this is true in the nba too they're like certain refs that certain coaches obviously hate and the refs have it out for certain players and like everyone knows it it kind of makes it more entertaining because you know that ref is is refing that guy or like that ref tossed that coach last week and now he's refing this pivotal playoff game um and does the nba does the nh i don't know how the nba got roped in this i guess i'm just a basketball (laughs) guy so i just like no i mentioned it i mentioned it but uh 
But does the NHL have an obligation to maintain the integrity of the game? I think your gut reaction is yes, but then if you really think about it, like ultimately it's just a business that's just trying to entertain people. And do they really need to preserve the sanctity of hockey? I mean, I don't think so. Let him, let him, let him have his biases and say, I, uh, you know, who cares? It's fun. I, Look, I really feel like the only crime he committed was that he got caught on a hot mic, Charlotte. That's it. <laughs> and now the world knows. I think he does this behind closed doors. Nobody cares. I think I have several thoughts about this. First of all, I think you're right. Uh, I think that on some level, maybe the WWE is the most pure and honest right, form of sports right, right, we have right, because right, they're upfront right. about it. Secondly, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, if every if there's a party of underage kids and everybody's drinking, but one kid gets caught and they get written up and in trouble, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, the only thing is that he got caught. Like, that's what happened here. Um, I also think that it is, it feels cynical to say that but i think you're right that like come on let's just, you know let's i the one thing the one thing that i do hate is where at the a lot of nba games these days are coming down to the end of game calls mm-hmm. where it's decided by the refs it's and it's like that to me is frustrating um because it's much more fun when it doesn't end on like a bad call and everybody's sad but like yeah I do so in terms of sanctity of the game. I you know do whatever you're gonna do. Like I, just, I, I would argue it is actually more irresponsible to not rig games. If I was running <laughs> professional sports league, <laughs> I would argue like it's smarter to just rig the games and just like you don't want to tell people about it because I think if the public, if the public knows that the games are rigged, they're not gonna tune in. Ultimately, all that matters is you're getting eyeballs on the product and you're getting dollars flowing your way. Right, that's I, their goal. That's all they care about. I missed you so much. That's all they care about. I missed you so much. If Adam Silver, Charlie, am I wrong? If you asked Adam Silver, you're like, all right, Adam, you could have one of two things, Mm -hmm. a billion trillion dollars (laughs) and like the largest audience on earth and more people are watching you than the NFL or like you can go to sleep every single night and know that every (laughs) decision, every ref made in all of your games was the correct one and all of these games are pure. Which one is he taking? <laughs> Are you serious? Well, obviously the former, because A, I would take millions and billions of yeah. dollars. But so, also, also because the game's already not pure. Like, all of this stuff is already so corrupted. That's and what like, I'm saying. Point, yeah, exactly. So I love who it. cares? So like, who let, cares? Them, let the refs be corrupt. The pro, you, you just have to, like, again, the pendulum swings too far, then people are going to check out. Like, if the public catches on and they realize... That's why you have to like kind of give the middling franchises a chance and give them the illusion, give Pacers fans an illusion that someday maybe if they just draft a LeBron James of their own, they could someday maybe win a championship. And you keep them on the string, Charlotte. You understand? Because the moment that they realize, oh, this game is rigged. We have zero shot. Like we're never going to win anything. The refs have it out for us. Uh, The free agency market is never going to swing our way. We're screwed. Then all the fans check out. So you keep them, you keep, you gotta like, you gotta tilt the, you gotta put your thumb on the scale. You start putting your foot on the scale, <laughs> then people check out. And that's, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I should that's run my you know That's called the illusion of hope, Mark. And exactly. it's what you give fans when you fire the coach. It's what you give fans when you, you know, like who, firing the coach isn't gonna fix a team. Are you kidding me? It's just, I mean, sometimes it is, but like a lot of times it's just a great way to, uh, you know, make someone yeah. feel like you did something. So like, yeah, yeah. We should. <laughs> Start a, we should start a professional. Like, what would our league be? 
uh the the i don't know bring back slam, slam ball we like yeah that a lot, the people yeah. sports slam the people slam the people ball slam podcast ball pod. <laughs> what what sorry don't worry about it um anyway so yeah so that happened i'm okay. gonna stick with nba stuff for oh but also they fired the ref the ref got fired the ref got fired see that's what i mean i i feel like he ultimately got fired because he got picked up on a hot mic and and that killed the you can't the public can't know the public has to suspect that the games are rigged they can't know straight up that the games are rigged because then no. there's a problem so that's you know what, what i think about for. every single time i'm watching nba game what's that basketball no um the (laughs) (laughs) the aisha curry tweet uh where steph curry's wife tweeted the the league is absolutely rigged for money yeah yes i I think about that and she deleted it but i think about that tweet at least once a day it should be the the league should be rigged for money and ratings that's how it works it's a business that's their obligation is to make as much money as possible uh that is their motivation that is the uh, of course yeah yes yeah great okay (laughs) sticking with nba stuff uh i don't know if you saw that you probably saw this one lebron left saturday's game against the hawks with a high ankle sprain Mm -hmm. yeah i saw that yeah he's there's an indefinite timeline for his return lakers are still favorites to win the finals at plus 260 but the nets are right behind them at plus 280 and this is coming from someone who has finally understood what gambling terms are and just wanted to show off (laughs) um but yeah so the lakers seem a little screwed right now and also Lamelo is out yeah i saw that too wrist or something yeah I only know that because Tate like came into the we, we we went to do a show and Tate was like uh, just losing his mind over it and oh, I was like what's wrong buddy yeah he was almost more sad about that than North Carolina losing I was gonna to say honest. it's a tough week for Tate yeah <laughs> it's a tough I week didn't for even, I want you to us. can I get some credit I didn't even bring up Ohio State yeah that was nice of you I I think uh, I need an objective opinion shoot me straight okay. um do you think the story now as it stands today is Oral Roberts or has gone on a Cinderella run to the Sweet 16 or that Ohio State choked in the first round against Oral Roberts? Which one is more true? I'm, I'm going to go with Oral Roberts is on a Cinderella run. Because I think Oral Roberts winning the second game helps, right? That helps Ohio helps. State's case. It definitely helps. And Ohio State, like, it didn't look awful the whole time. There was some hope. They didn't. I really, honestly. <laughs> Poor, like two they, seed playing Oral Roberts. And you're like, you guys tried really hard. There were some, if, there were some moments that looked really good. And look, you I don't be proud like of Oral Roberts. I think they're the worst. I think that's stupid to name a school after a toothpaste. I think they don't, <laughs> they're not nice to gay people. Like, it's a, stu- like, what are we doing here? You know, I'm not going to root for them. But I do think that making it a Cinderella story for them makes it a better narrative for you. So I think we should go with that. Okay. All right. And they won the well, second game. Yeah, that counts. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure the players like don't really. I mean, I think most of the players are probably just like, yeah, I want to go to college and. The, oh yeah, I can't take that. I'm not so. taking it out on the players. I just mean yeah. like the idea of Oral Roberts. Like the players seem lovely and they're well, always the nice. Thing, the thing about Oral Roberts too is I think you hear the name of that university and you, you think it's like James Madison University, where this guy who lived 10 trillion years ago oh, no started no no this, no like the guy like died like 12 12 years ago or something like that. I'm, I'm making yeah. it up but like it's like no the guy was a, a televangelist he was like on tv all the yeah, time the part like, of that is televangelist like the tele like the they had to invent yeah that's what's funny to me already for him to be able to found this university that's what's funny to me is that you, you just hear the name of the school and there are there are plenty of schools in this country named after people and most of them uh there's no video of them at all because <laughs> there, there's hardly even pictures they had to get, to get their picture taken they had to sit still for three days 
because <laughs> <laughs> that's the way the cameras work back then. And uh, that's like the, those are the known people as a painting. Yeah, there's like one picture of that person on the campus. There's one picture we've ever gotten of that person his entire life. Yeah. And it cost it cost a billion dollars to get that to commission that one picture. And then Oral Roberts is like, yeah, he he the, the guy had a Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> he had an electric Hummer, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. you know, he, yeah, no, so this that's guy funny is, to me. also his name is Oral, which is just an unbelievable, like, if you that's... take that out on its own and think about that's his first name. That's that's just gonna uh, let that uh, yeah. hang there for a second. Yeah. Also, the, the Beavers of Oregon State are in, uh, in the, in the Sweet 16 as well. So we have. Are they, a, is there a possibility there's, that there's a matchup there? Is there? There's a, there's a lot to love if you're a 13 year old boy. Could they play each other? Or if you're an almost 32 year old woman or a 32 year old? I guess I'm Oral, 32 now. Oral would play. We'd get the Beavers versus Oral showdown in um, the final four, I believe. Yeah, that's how the bracket shook out. So. All right. Well, I guess. I mean, now I'm rooting for now I'm rooting for Oral Roberts. So, oh my god, I think my brain would explode if that game happened. I don't know how I would control myself. Wait. Hold on, I looked this up because I was curious. He literally did die twelve years ago. I pulled twelve out of my ass. I had You're no idea. Me. He died in two thousand nine. Oral Roberts. That's amazing. I just pulled. I, I was just trying to think of like a, a lowish number, and I said twelve. And he died in December two thousand nine. So maybe you, you have like a secret superpower of guessing when people died. <laughs> <laughs> when did Prince die, Mark? That's a great. That's a great super. Uh, that was like five years ago. It was. It was five years ago. See? Oh, my God. I don't like this. All right. Like it's this. a creepy one, on. but... Uh, Let's move on. Um, all right. Before we get into more... You know, I'm, I have a stupid NFL thing, but I'm, do you care about what NFL stuff? Yeah. What's going on in the NFL? I, I, all right. I, I would like to know. That was a trap yeah. because what's going on in the NFL is that Trevor Lawrence's fiance's Instagram keeps popping oh up God. on my Explore page. <laughs> And so I clicked it, went through all of her pictures, went through all of his pictures, found out that she, the, the girl who was on The Bachelor uh, two seasons ago or a season ago, keeps commenting on Trevor Lawrence's fiance's Instagram. That girl is Maddie Pruitt. Her father is a coach of uh, an assistant coach at Auburn to Bruce Pearl. I tweeted about that enough. Bruce Pearl now follows me on Twitter. So what that's related to the nfl <laughs> that's really and, and it involved zero people in the nfl and zero trevor lawrence he's in the nfl oh that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> not yet he will be what uh what i i miss doing this show i missed <laughs> it so much <laughs> i'm so glad so th that's all that's happened in the world of sports huh is that uh no there's some more stuff uh what? a man found shrimp tails in a cinnamon toast crunch what that's not in the world of sports but it's important and we have to talk about it did you see this no oh my I, god what, what, Dude, what you found shrimp thing, tails this thing went absolutely viral do you want me to send it to you do you want me to send it in the little, our little <laughs> chat box here yeah please do okay I'll check if i can out. figure um, out how to copy and paste on a pc that's always tricky all right here we go control c uh, uh, uh. control mm -hmm. v did i do it no God damn it. Control. <laughs> send. Did I do it? Also, no. No, you did not. No. Why 
can I use a computer? But it sounds interesting. Okay, uh, well, I'm going to read it to you then. Here's what happened. Okay. So this guy, I went down the whole rabbit hole of this Twitter thing. This guy who's married to Topanga, the woman who played Topanga in... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Fischel. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jensen, yes. Jensen, something. Jensen Carp. Yeah. Do you know him? I've, I've met. Yeah, I met him. I met him no at like some, you know some LA deal. You know, he's he's a wrestling guy. I met him at a, a wrestling show in, in Staples Center, and I grabbed dinner with him before the show and everything. Yeah, dude, this story we, just got so much better. Okay, your your yeah, friend. Yeah, because I remember the whole time just like sitting next. To, I'm like, that guy's married to Topanga. What the hell? <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I, and then she showed up, and I was like, Topanga, she oh my was God. There? Yeah, You yeah. met Topanga? Well, I, mean, she, I met Topanga, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. tell how incredulous I am because my voice <laughs> keeps getting higher and higher? Um, damn, okay, well, here's what happened. Um, Jensen was eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch and mm-hmm. found two shrimp tails in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, all coated with sugar at this point because they've been in the mm-hmm. box for long enough. And he tweeted at Cinnamon Toast Crunch. He was like, oh, why are there shrimp tails in my Cinnamon Toast Crunch? And <laughs> CTC, which is my favorite cereal, so I'm a little upset about this whole thing. They write back and their response is not to say, I'm so sorry, we'll figure this out. Or like they say, those are just accumulated. It's just accumulations of sugar. And the guy's like, no. Uh, they these, denied it. They said yeah. that, that you're lying, basically. And the guy was like, no, these are these are clearly shrimp tails. And so they were like, all right, DM us. So he's posting all of the DMs, all of the emails. Like, it eventually gets to the point where at the bottom of the box, there's a bunch of, like, little black things that could be rat droppings, like, baked what? into some. The guy had already eaten a bowl of this. He calls poison control, and they're like, good news, if it's rat droppings, you won't feel the effects of the infection for at least two or three days. This guy's freaking out. He, like, this is going completely viral. Um, General Mills puts out a statement saying, but it's not the first time that General Mills has had shrimp in their cereal. There was shrimp in a box of something. What, like, it is the weirdest thing. So now the shrimp are getting DNA tested um, by a bunch what? of biologists who saw this on Twitter and were like, give us the shrimp tails. Because what had happened was General Mills was finally like, okay, fine, send us the shrimp tails. And Jensen's like, well, I'm keeping one of the shrimp tails because you tried to tell me these were sugar and I want evidence. And they were like, okay, if you won't send them back to us, bring them to your local law enforcement and he was like what am i gonna do walk into my nearest precinct and be like hey here are the shrimp tails general mills wanted <laughs> like it's a smoking gun from a murder like the whole thing got so absurd and um yeah what? so he's and he's waiting to see if he's gonna get sick from and then they open oh and then topanga opened the other bag of um it was in a family box. Open the other one. There was dental floss, a small rope. Um, no, but, no, yeah. no, no. That's the lie. Lie. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. It's your buddy. Is, call him no. up, Mark. Should we I'm get, should we get Jensen on the podcast? A, yeah, get Jensen on the podcast. This is, this is, this is planted. Wait, There's Mark, no we should literally, um, we should get Jensen on the podcast now. I mean, Jensen, I don't know please. him. I said I like met him, a friend of a friend. You had dinner of a, with him. Do you have his phone number? The, the, Charlotte, you've been to Los Angeles. You know how it works. The <laughs> celebs out here, you know, us celebs. Oh, sorry. Marina we're Del just, Mar, you know, just yeah, we're just kinda, around with his yeah. rich friends. Listen, yeah. no, buddy, don't you have? You, you his just number? walk around. You ask people their clout score. If it's a certain <laughs> number, you're like, all right, let's grab dinner. That's all it is. And then you just kind of, then okay. you both bump up a couple spots, <laughs> and then you go on your way. You never talk again. That's how it works. That's how I, <laughs> well, just ugh. 
okay, whatever. Anyway, it's a big story and everybody's talking that's, about it. That's that's BS. I don't believe it for a second. I think it's planted. Um, the dental floss, like you had me going with the shrimp tails, whatever else, that's, I don't, I'm not buying it. And also like, who cares? Like, you know what would happen if I found, you, I could find a bag of dog crap in the bottom of my cinnamon <laughs> toast crunch. I would pour it and pull out and pour out and I'd be like, well, that's not supposed to be there. And then I just throw it all away. I go to the grocery, buy a new box of cinnamon toast crunch, and then go about my business and not think twice about it. Same. I wouldn't because- like put it on the internet and be like, let's sue General Mills and like well, I don't know. Well, for it me, it just seems like a headache. Like what? I mean, I don't know. What what's the payoff for this? I guess. I wonder if this guy's them? ever like gone viral before. Because for me, the nightmare is is um, like an undue amount of tension online whether it's good or bad like no matter what it is i end up feeling grimy and gross when i am the subject of something going viral if you tweet something and you have more than two thousand likes on that tweet you've made a mistake yes (laughs) i go for i I want to delete i'm like i try to have if a tweet's good if it's got like you know maybe a thousand likes Mm -hmm. and 67 retweets that is my ideal that's the sweet spot it starts getting more than that you're like oh no Uh, if it's more than that i'm like i'm about to get canceled this is the dumbest story I've ever heard in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate all parties involved. Um, <laughs> I I don't like it. And I also just don't I like it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess the one thing I'm thinking of to give him the benefit of the doubt is like people are allergic to shrimp, right? Like that could be. That's what he claimed he was doing be, it for. He was like, I yeah, want, you bad. know, meh, but I mean, I don't know. Which by the way, what a weird thing to be allergic to. I don't mean to, to trivialize people. Shellfish? I know, I know shellfish that it... I, I don't mean that it's like super unique because it's it's pretty common, right? To be allergic to shellfish, it's just like so bizarre. If you're to like stop and th- if you told someone, if someone knew nothing about allergies and knew that the idea of being allergic to something was foreign, mm-hmm. and then you're like, yeah, so there's this there's this deal with allergies where like people, <laughs> if they ingest it or breathe something in, mm-hmm. uh, they they have a reaction where like their lungs close up and all that, and like, whoa, okay. So I want you to now guess like what are things that people are allergic to, <laughs> right? Where where is shrimp coming on that list? Shrimp's you know what I mean. Be, we, we, I mean, it depends how you. I feel like this is a draft we could do. We could draft our allergies. Yeah, like but, the the most I, the things that make sense to be allergic to, like poison ivy. That makes sense. To oh, me. I like see. Like bee what you stings, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like that stuff checks out, but like shrimp, like why? Why? Why do we have that in our? Scrimps? Like we need to, we need to like genetically code ourselves to not. Wait, that might be. We might be going. Mussolini's grandson might be yeah, like not along. Like, He's like, oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> the Lazio team in Italy I turns like this science, podcast on and translates yeah. it into Italian <laughs> so their like, players yeah. can listen to it. Um, all right. I feel like science could figure out a way to like make us not allergic to sh- to, to like little fish in the sea. I don't know. You Ooh, think my, so? I, I mean, maybe there is something. I don't know. I don't know. You'd anyway. think they'd find a way not to uh, put you know shrimp in a box of cereal, but that happens too um i do have a few more nfl headlines if you're interested um so nfl apparently has cleared the way for dan snyder to buy out all the other washington football team owners that's not what you want to hear right no that's very bad that's the opposite uh ty hilton Mm. goes back to the colts in a one-year 10 million dollar deal um yeah you know nothing really nothing else there's nothing else in the world of sports mark it's March Madness. We did it. It's March, baby. That's it. <laughs> it's March um, Madness time. Hey, guys, we appreciate you listening to the show, but are you aware, Charlotte? Do you think that people know this, that they can watch us on YouTube? 
I'm not sure the people know, but the people can watch full episodes. The people can watch compilations of me being an idiot. They can watch compilations of you being an idiot. They can watch all of our bad takes about hockey. I mean, it's all here. So please, please go watch us on YouTube because the only thing funnier than hearing us in your headphones is seeing me turn bright red when I get something wrong. Here's my promise to the people. At some point, I'm going to wear my hair in a man bun before I get it cut. So uh, there you go. Watch on YouTube for that. What day will I show up to the show with a man bun? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out together. And you'll only find out if you watch it on the internet. Here's something that I want to ask you about, though, before we get to our list, which is a fun one this week. Um, Last week on the podcast where I had to talk to myself, which I'm really glad you're back because it's strange having to just like sit with the sound of my own voice when I say really dumb stuff. Like I said a bunch of really dumb stuff and I had to kind of roast myself for it, but I was also like embarrassed as I was saying it, but I was still saying it. And the question was, um, what are your biggest L's in terms of something that you were like convinced would happen or like had conviction about? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. And the the example, the example that the guy gave was um, he thought that Facebook was a fad and Google wave was going to be huge. Mm. And so I was like, look, I thought that, you know, I didn't want an iPhone because I liked being able to feel the keys on my blackberry i didn't want to join twitter because i didn't feel Mm -hmm. the need to tell everybody what i was doing all the time which is the biggest cell phone of all time things Mm -hmm. like that and so i wondered if there was something like that you were sure was going to happen and then didn't yeah this is i I see where you're going with this by the way and we'll discuss it i know you know uh, exactly what i'm trying to get you to talk about twitter uh I want to go back to my dream. I I think this is my plan for Twitter because I've, as you know, Charlotte, I've been trying to delete my Twitter for 10 years now. Yeah, I know. Um, That is my only professional goal is (laughs) people ask me, they're like, Mark, what, what do you, what are you in sports? What is your goal in sports media? What are you trying to do? Do you want to be the next Scott Van Pelt? Would that be it? Would you, you have your own show that everybody loves you for an hour a night? And we all like, you're just universally beloved across the industry. Is that what you want, Mark? And I say, no, what I want is to delete my Twitter account. That's, That's all I want. But I think That's those all two, I, I honestly um, think that those two things are related because I think to delete your Twitter account, you have to get big enough where you so don't need successful, it. You don't need it. Okay. Well, that's, that's what I want. I want to get so successful. But in the meantime, we're I think taking maybe, this podcast to the moon. <laughs> maybe I use my Twitter. I go back to like, Oh, eight Twitter. And I do just, cause as you said, you don't want to join Twitter cause you don't want to tell people what you're doing all the time. Maybe that's what it, maybe there's like, there's a market for that now where you're just I mean, like, Drinking coffee. That's all you say. I mean, that's what Coffee Dad does, I guess. You're just like watching a movie and having a beer, and that's what you tweet. That's what John Boyce does. It's a great. That's a great brand. I mean, you did that with your Cheggs. (laughs) Exactly. That's what. That's what Twitter used to be. Cheddar and eggs. It was like I'm going to grab lunch, and then just fire off that tweet. Should we do that for a week? Should we just like see how it (laughs) feels after the tournament when you've got some time? Just Just like just just sweet. I'm hungry, and that's it. And hit enter and see what happens. Sitting on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) All of mine would just be sitting on the toilet because like that's prime looking at Twitter time. You know, drinking beer and watching sports. Because I'm a real uh, man. Um, all right. So you want me to talk about Brad Stevens not going yeah, in? Yeah, Is that I what do. you want me to talk about? <laughs> you want to talk about Big L's? Uh, because that was the that was the thing that I had cooking up that wasn't Can you Mark fill Canadis. in the people who might not know what's going yeah, on? Yeah, so Brad Stevens uh, was is, is the head coach of the Boston Celtics, or is he? <laughs> who knows? Maybe, he's, oh, maybe he's, he's in the midst of... No, no, no. Uh, Tell us- 
he was the coach of the Butler Bulldogs, went to two national title games for Butler in, in the city of Indianapolis. He grew up in Indianapolis, uh, on the outskirts of Indianapolis. He actually grew up in the town right next to me uh, that I grew up in. He grew up in Zionsville. I grew up in Brownsburg. You look it up on a map. They're kind of next to each other. Uh, and he lived 36 years of his life in the state of Indiana. He made a name for himself, had, had great success. Uh, the Hoosier State afforded him a life of luxury. And then the Boston Celtics noticed this and said, we would like you to be our head coach. They so sure did. they hired him in 2013. Uh, at the same time that they hired, right, right before they hired him, the Indiana Hoosiers were the number one team in the country for most of the season. And they lost to Syracuse in the Sweet 16. They, they were humiliated. Uh, and, it, and I remember at that time saying, if I'm Indiana, I fire, even though they were number one all season, I fire Tom Crean right now and hire Brad Stevens. That's what I would do. And uh, I was I was pretty smart at the time because the Boston Celtics were thinking the same thing that we should hire Brad Stevens, mm-hmm. right? Even though it seemed ridiculous, like you would never hire, you would never fire Tom Crean just because he lost one NCAA tournament game. Right. But uh, I was ahead of the curve, right? You were? So I was like, just to hire Brad Stevens. Um, then the Celtics hired Brad Stevens and I said, damn, I guess uh, he's not going to be taking the Indiana job. Fast forward four years. Uh, Tom Crean eventually does get fired and Brad Stevens is now in Boston. He's, he's, he's settled in good. Things are flowing. Well, you, you got Jason Tatum on the team and, and you know, he's, he's not leaving to go to Indiana, but you know, if you're Indiana, you make a, you make the phone call. Cause Brad Stevens is, is family again, life. You know, he's from Indiana. He's made it clear that that was his dream job. So, uh, they, they knew they weren't going to get him, but they thought, what the hell, we'll call him. So they call him. He hangs up the phone immediately. He's like, thanks, but no thanks. I, I work for the Celtics. Hangs up the phone. It's over. Uh, fast forward another four years, which is now. Indiana just fired their coach. The Celtics are in free fall. They're about to get smoked by the Bucks, right? Like they play the Bucks in two games. Yeah, they it's might not be out looking of good. Picture if they right. lose these two to the Bucks coming up. Um, and Indiana needs a coach. And there was a lot of signs, Charlotte, pointing to – there weren't even signs. Like, it was clear as day that Indiana believes that they could they were going to get Brad Stevens to be their coach because uh, they paid $10 million to fire Archie Miller, which is mm-hmm. an astronomical amount of money to do such a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they they the, the athletic director in his press conference talking about firing Archie Miller was like, we have basically unlimited money. Mm-hmm. So you start connecting dots, and you're like, oh, my God, they're going to make a godfather offer to Brad Stevens. And the timing is right. He's been in Boston and, uh, for eight years. What- does the godfather oh one you can't refuse mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly that they were gonna Still got it folks <laughs> they were gonna offer him an obscene amount of money to come back home to to the place that he was born and raised and 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 yeah spent 36 years of his life um and so i started to like pay attention to what the athletic director was saying mm-hmm. and the way the coaching search was going which is like very secretive like it, it oh, i've never yeah. seen anything this coaching shirts that Indiana is doing right now is the most ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. Do they have people like, like can you flight track who's flying in? Yeah, you can in flight or? track. Yeah. Yeah. We, have you been doing, have been doing that? that. Yeah. There have okay. been flights going to Boston and wow. yeah, from the tiny ass airport. And there's like, like people were, people found this booster that donated a ton of money to Indiana. Uh, and they named a golf course after him. There was a private flight going from Boston and a private flight going from uh, the, the the guy lives in somewhere in Florida now. 
Mm-hmm. There were two, there were at the exact same time, a private flight going from Boston and a private flight going from Bloomington to the town that that guy lives in. That, Stop it. Yeah. And so people are connecting all these dots and, and Indiana fans are getting carried away and they're like, this is definitely happening. Now, I, as someone who has spent eight years trying to, trying to get Brad Stevens died back in 2013, before it became like a, <laughs> a, a meme, a joke, a punchline, I was saying that I was like, you should, they should hire, they should do whatever it takes to get Brad Stevens right now. Uh, and then he goes to the Celtics and obviously it becomes a pipe dream. But I thought back on it, I was like, this is eight years in the making. We have to meme this into reality. Mm-hmm. So I started doing everything I could. I was memeing it to, I've never memed so hard in my life, Charlotte. You memed this to is, high heaven, Mark. I memed to high heavens. I was memeing this into existence. You were memeing uh, for God. And then eventually at some point, I worked myself into a shoot is what they call it uh, in, in the wrestling business, which is a, a work is a, uh, we'll say a fake storyline, you know, <laughs> and a shoot is a real storyline in wrestling. Are you, are you familiar yes. with these terms? Yes. Yeah. And then what happens is you, you start believing the fake storyline so much that you actually start believing the real, that it's a real storyline and the, the waters got really muddy. And then I started paying attention to all the details of the coaching search and the fact that Brad Stevens had not said any, cause like, immediately out of the gate uh four years ago it was like shot down immediately it was right. like yeah they called i hung up it's over done i'm not like no th- thanks but no thanks and this time around it was like kind of like he he the only time he addressed it was like the, the these guys on boston sports radio backed him into a corner and they were like you know there's your name's getting floated around at indiana and he's like yeah that's pretty crazy and he like wouldn't say anything and then they're like brad point blank are you taking the job and he's like i'm not and that's all he said and that was like the, the the most denial we got out of it. And I was like, "That's weird. Why wouldn't he just come out and be like, I love my job with the Celtics. I love.' Right, 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 it. right. And he took a he took some time to do that. It took there was just a there was a ton of stuff where I was like, "Oh my God, is this happening?" Meanwhile, it, the, I swear to God, Indiana thought they were getting him. This this is real. Like the, the Brad has to want it, obviously. But Indiana, uh, everybody I talked to in Bloomington. Uh, who some were more reliable sources than others, they believe they had a legitimate chance of getting him. Like they yeah. were like, this is our guy. It's happening. It's, we really think it might be happening this time. And uh, I started <laughs> connecting the dots and I was like, oh my God, we're going to meme this guy home. It's you, happening. You, you're memeing And I got home. so excited. <laughs> oh my, so what happened? So what happened? And then uh, about 20 minutes after the buzzer sounded, after Oral Roberts beat Ohio State, and it was like the, the most devastating loss of my sports fandom life, uh, I I decide I am not going to check Twitter because I know everyone's just dunking on me. And because we were doing a live stream for Fox, and oh yeah, so, I watched. I watched. Yeah, yeah. So I knew <laughs> I knew uh, everyone was watching me be miserable, and and I was like, I'm just not. I'm not even going to get on Twitter. I'm not going to check anything. I'm gonna. I I wanted to turn my phone off, but I knew I couldn't do that because I had to for work. I had to like right, coordinate right. with our producers and everything. So I was like, all right, well, I'll I'll just I'll just stay off Twitter. Uh, so I go to like move the app on my home screen so i'm not tempted to get on it uh-huh. and when i go to pick up my phone i got like text from my buddies are like do you see the stevens news and i was like what and i click on it and like 20 minutes after the buzzer sounds in ohio state game brad stevens does a press conference where he basically he might as well have just said f mark titus that's like all he's just like i am not a kid anymore i hate i hate indiana basically like indiana is dead to me i'm a mass hole it was the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life because he, he it sounded like he was being held hostage that danny Ainge had a gun to his head and was like, <laughs> you probably you probably mean i'm a 44 year old mass hole and i eat dunkin donuts and love the patriots do you understand charlotte saying you love the patriots when you're an indiana guy 
You're saying yeah, that's that's an act of war yes, in I know. Indiana. So okay, I have a anyway. Few. So that 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 was my biggest L because I talked myself into it. But I will say, in my defense, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. They took Brad Stevens off the board in Vegas. I, so we won. We you, got it like one sliver it. of a win. Mark, you one did it. One sliver. Vegas you was got, scared. I had you, Vegas shaking in their boots. They were like, oh shit, is this happening? Yeah, you got someone in Vegas convinced they were about to lose a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that to me is about as close to a win as you can get if yeah. you didn't actually take the job. So I'm proud of you. I also want to say um, a few things about that. First of all, um, the conviction that you had publicly, I just want everyone to know that that was, that was also like, that wasn't a bit. You weren't like, you did well, work yourself. No, no, no. Mark, Mark, you texted me explanations for why Stevens. No, no, no. no hold on. Hold on. The, 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 this is the beauty of what I do is that you're memeing it. I, I was, I, yeah, I had convinced myself that there was a chance. I didn't think he was coming per se, but like, I convinced myself there's a legitimate chance, and that's all I wanted anybody to say is that you did. And I still believe that, by the way. You said that you said it was looking like it was good. Like all I just hold on. What what is this black and white thinking, Charlotte? We can't live in the middle of like there's a chance of right. But what I want people to know that I think is to your credit is that you were as you had as much conviction offline as you did online, and that is something that I respect about you, and that is something (laughs) I try. You know. it's not like you were pretty, you had me convinced. I was convinced that the Celtics were about to lose their coach. Let's just put no, it that I way. No, I was, good. I, I convinced Vegas. I convinced. You convinced uh, me? <laughs> I was sitting on my couch I, being like, all, oh man, all I Mark ever says it's over. All I ever, and I still will, I will go down with the ship. I will go uh, to, to my grave believing this. I don't care how many times Brad Stevens says it. I a hundred percent will always believe that he did not say no immediately this time. And that's all I was trying to say. Was okay. That, and I agree. They called him and, and Indiana said, we will, we will double your salary. We'll give you a 10 year contract to come back home. And he said, let me think about it for like an hour. At least yes. that's yes. all I was saying. And I think and you're I right. Especially that. the flight tracker stuff that really, to me kind of brings it home. I'm a big flight <laughs> tracker I took, guy. I did take the L and I took it at the worst time possible because uh, it was right after the, like it was on the heels of that. And I just remember thinking like <laughs> the haters won. I mean, I literally tweeted that. I was like, the haters won today. There's no other way to, yep. I mean, they did. I, they did. I lose. I, I, I took a big L on, on, last friday you know i was a little worried watching that live stream um but i watched it just because i wanted to i was like i gotta i gotta check on mark and can i get a little credit all i texted you was um how are you doing someone should get you food you look you seem pretty hungry and then i checked up on you the next day regarding you checked up on me the next day yeah the first day i wasn't trying to talk to anybody i had a lot of people texting yeah i know but i was was just like like, someone should get you a sandwich because i've almost passed out on air and i think you're about to because you're hungry so glad someone glad you know i'm but i'm glad we had that i'm glad you had that i think that it i'm gonna it went from uh it, it speaking of gray areas it was somewhere between a win and a loss it was, they took it, Charlotte, they took it off the, uh, Vegas. When okay, do they won. take things off the win. board? When do they win. take things off the board if they're not, if they don't think there's some smoke there? I've right? never gotten anything taken off the board of Vegas. They took it off the board. You could have bet on Brad Stevens. He was like 10 trillion to one odds. And then suddenly they're like, oh shit. We you better sound like someone, like a delirious, like you're a little delirious. So you're like, they, they took, took it off the board. board. They took it off the board. They did. It's a, that's a win. <laughs> For Indiana basketball, <laughs> that's one of the biggest wins Indiana basketball has had in a long time. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. it's not over. Hey, can I? You want you want to sound? You want me to sound delusional? It's not over yet. Yeah, you're like Charlie from It's Always Sunny it's, when it's he's not like trying yet. to track down Pepe Silvia. Charlotte, just yeah. the, maybe Indiana checks back in after this after the you know I, the Celtics tank. 
I don't Maybe know we if it's fair in to let months. you believe this. Or like, <laughs> it's like a little kid who's believed in Santa for too long. Like, do you just it's tell not him? dead yet. Okay. All right. Do you want to do our list? <laughs> yeah, we can do our list. What was our list we were doing today? We're doing teams that you'd want to walk on left in the in the tournament. Team yeah. that you'd want to be a walk on for out of the mm-hmm. teams left in the tournament. Yeah. You say tournament um, funny. That's that's funny. What, what do I say? Tournament. Yeah, how many how many W's are in the word tournament? Tournament. Twor- tournament. Tor- tournament. Tor- wed- tournament. Wed wings. A tournament. You got the that's the just wed the wings are in the tournament today. Tor- tournament. You got the northeast uh, tor- tournament. Is that tournament. like the old? Is, am I talking like I'm at a yacht club? Oh, the tournament well, was just the delightful. Tour, yeah, you say like tourish, and where I'm from, it's tur. The okay, tournament. The tournament. Who, who's left? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing a. Uh, uh, yeah, the teams. I I, uh, I I think about this all the time. Is like, which was my walk-on experience at Ohio State the best walk-on experience I could have had? And 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 if I could pick to be a walk, if I could choose to be walk-on at any of these schools remaining, mm-hmm. which one would I, I? I I don't know why I do this a lot, but I no, I do love because, that. I think that yeah. that's a great, you know. Once you've had a choice and you've made a choice, it's very easy to then be like, oh, what would the other choices have been like? Like yeah. years after the fact. Um, yeah. And I think it's kind of fun to to think about the different pros and cons of each of these. To, and not not to be on it, be a walk-on on it. Like, you know, you're not mm-hmm. playing. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you're not. Neither of us are not, getting any, are you're seeing not, any you're time. Not, you're you are not getting in the games uh so yeah let's do let's do the 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 you could take this a million different ways by the way you could oh, yeah. and i'm curious i'm curious to hear your explanations for the teams that you're picking so uh i'll let you you're go first like as em. usual you're gonna uh, like what em. is number five on your list of teams you would want to walk on for in the sweet 16 <laughs> the number five on my list it's been really hard for me late recently to I guess talk at all, but also just say numbers in order. Like that really tripped me up last week when you weren't here. Um, okay, so five, the Villanova men's team. Mm. And mm-hmm. this is because I feel bad that I didn't pick them. I was so close to becoming a Villanova fan, and then I became a UVA fan. And I might be the Drake of the University of Virginia because I. What does that mean? Like, it uh, means I rooted for them and they lost. <laughs> you know what i mean like drake puts yeah, on a jersey drake, and everyone's like no yeah that's true but then but then the raptors won is the drake curse over because the raptors what I said. won was i, I talking I to know. this about with you i don't i don't i don't know I don't yeah know. okay so is the drake curse else? over <laughs> oh no uh, ben ben brought it up last week he was like that you know something about the drake curse and i was like yeah well but it's over because of the raptors this and he was the, like no it's not and i was like mm, <laughs> well are you saying it's the exception that proves the rule but i don't know that the drake curse is over Put this in uh, a tally in my belief that Ben is just a younger, better-looking version of me. You can't even. You're just like, yeah, Ben. Ben is Mark, right? He's just. I, no, I was. I wasn't talking to Mark. No, I was Mark. talking to better Mark. That's right, better Look, Mark. No, better, it's uh, not, Mark. Oh Mark. Mark upgrade. That's I, was I was talking to. to 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 the person who was not in elbows deep in basketball. Mm-hmm. 
You were that's, busy, man. That's, that's, a, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> uh, Villanova's a good pick, uh, although right now I would be a little worried because they, they've had a couple injury problems, and if I was a walk-on, I would be like looking at our roster right now and saying, oh, no, is, am I going to have to be asked to play a lot in, in yeah, certain situations? Yeah, but to situations? me, that's a little exciting because then I could, I mean, you know, I'd be like, how can I blow heart, this? Yeah. Like, what's going to yeah. go viral of me blowing the game <laughs> in this situation? If we can't win and we can't have glory, like at least give me the worst possible ending. Uh, number five on my list is Syracuse, um, because Syracuse plays zone defense, which is, uh, preferable to me. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm, if I'm going to be practicing, uh, every day in practice, I don't want to have to really like play defense and zone defense lends itself to that. So where you, you can, you can, the, the great thing about zone defense is you can blame it on your teammate very easily. Right. You're like, where, he was where in- man to man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just point your teammate and you're like, dude, that's you, man. And then you kind of argue with them. And then, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that, that would, that would suit me well. Also, if you're going against a zone at, on, you know, if, if Syracuse, if the, the real team is practicing their defense, you get to run scout team against the zone. And that, that suits my skill set well, too, because it's, it's just basically, I would just shoot threes over the zone all day. Perfect. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a really good fit. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know how much longer Syracuse is going to be in this tournament. But as far as like, I pick Syracuse at number five because I would I would thrive as a walk on in Syracuse practices. If oh, I had yeah. to get into the practices and like mix it up with the real players, I would be, I would I would dominate those practices <laughs> per per walk on standards. You know what I mean? Yes, I yeah. to- I mean you're thinking about it the right frame of mind. You know, it's not like you got to think of the practices. You've got to think of how you're going to interact with the bench. Um, I also Syracuse is also on my list, um, but they're number two. And so I'm just going to go out of order. I'm going to talk about Syracuse now because the reason that I would want to be... Oh, oh this, this gets so like... I think I have a creepy thing about like coaches and their family from like wanting to know everything about their families. Jim Beheim's son. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. I got very into the dynamics of this family. Um, I wanted to know what Buddy's real name was, so I Googled it. His name is Jackson. Turns out that Jim Beheim's wife, Julie, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but she's a total babe. Like, she's a very, very attractive woman. And they have two other kids, and they're both named Jamie and then Jimmy. So mm-hmm. are both of their names, are they both named after their dad? That's a great question. I didn't think about that. Yeah, exactly. So I want to be a walk on so that I can ride the bench and become like the fun buddy, buddy friend of buddy. And also have Jim like me because he doesn't expect anything of me. So I can't let him down and then just know everything about the dynamics of their family. Yeah. I have a feeling that wouldn't work as well as you like, Jim Bay, I'm just not strike me as a guy that would hang out, let his walk ons. But that's why it's such a challenge, but Mark, and that's it why would it would be a prove fun challenge. if I actually yeah. do have the charisma and friend making abilities that I like to think that I have. That's a that's a I, that's I, my that, ultimate white whale. Can I become it, friends with Jim Beheim? Become friends with Jim Beheim, who is not even friends with. He's probably not even friends with who his doesn't wife. Talk or, to his own he's children, not friends with anybody. Right. <laughs> Jim Beheim gets in front at least publicly. You, you, every time Jim Beheim opens his mouth publicly, he's like, "I hate this." And you're like, "What, Jim?" And he's like, "I don't know. I haven't really figured it out yet, but I hate this." <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out what this is today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if I can be one thing he doesn't hate, that would be... That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> number four on my list is Arkansas because uh, Eric Musselman, I'm not sure how much you know about this guy. He is... I got really into Arkansas this year. 
right. He is Arkansas basketball is a content machine. They they know what they're doing in terms mm-hmm. of social media, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, branding, in terms of all of that. And I think as a walk on who, in my experience as being a walk on, I w- I had a blog. Obviously, that's why I do this career I have today. Um, <laughs> I, I would it speaks to me to to be a walk on at a program that would ta- like if I went to if I went to uh, if I was on the team at Arkansas and I went to one of the coaches and I was like hey I want to start like a YouTube channel every other coach in the country I feel like would be like absolutely not go go stand in the corner and if we need you we're gonna beat your ass <laughs> right. in practice that's what you're here for <laughs> at Arkansas they'd be like hell yeah we'll set it up for you and we'll get you we'll we'll buy subscribers for you or do do whatever we need to do to promote this thing um, so that's why Arkansas is on my list I four. love that. That's such yeah. a that's such a good pick. I like how specific you're getting here because you really have thought about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Haven't you? I think like about you think it a about lot, this yeah. every time you watch basketball. I do. I, every time I watch basketball, I'm watching the end of the bench and seeing how the walk. Do they look happy? Do you guys look happy? Are you having a good time? Is there anything I can do to help? I miss seeing them all next to each other. I know. You know that sucks. Um, I, but but the trade off is because they're not because the benches are spaced out. The benches can go wild with stuff like never mm-hmm. before. Like they're they're celebrating and and, and the way they, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. At least you know they have a wider like range of motion because yeah. there's you know what I mean. I'm doing a thing with my hands that anyone listening to the podcast can't see, but where it's like you know, um, wow. Anyway, my, my number four, um, the Loyola men. Mark, mm. you're gonna hate this, but listen. Mm-hmm. I think they're on a run. Sister Jean said that she had them getting to the Elite Eight. And I think Mm -hmm. with the way this tournament is going and the way that Sister Jean... I just think that maybe this is the year that, like, the prayers are working. (laughs) And I want to be a part of that because I don't... I worry that there's bad karma floating around out there for me. And I think that being a walk-on on that team not really having much to do with the wins, but like being moral support for those wins could probably get me some of that good spiritual, whatever it is that they've got going at Loyola. <laughs> so that's my pick. What's your third? Before you go I to sister talking? Jane and you're like, Hey, uh, sister, um, I've been having a rough go at life lately. <laughs> like, uh, do you think maybe you could pray? She's like, no, no, I don't pray for that. That's not what I do, Charlotte. I pray for wins. I pray, <laughs> I pray for final four runs. We I'm do like, not. <laughs> Sister Jean, I really need an A on this exam. And she's like, what? No. Do you, who do you think I? I'm not like an order order a prayer yeah. nun. You know. Also, I'm Jewish, so I don't know how that yeah. all works out. But uh, Sister Jean, my relationship with my mother isn't great. Can you help <laughs> us men that? She's like, absolutely not. And you're like, okay. Um, we're playing Oregon State this weekend. Can you can you get us a W? And she's like, that I can do. She's that. like, I am on it. Yeah. There could be a great show, like a great stupid sitcom, like if God were only a sports fan. Yeah. Like Isn't that only- what God Friend in me is on CBS? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch that stupid show. I just reinvented like God Friend in me. Yeah. <laughs> If God were a sports fan, starring Charlotte Wilder, <laughs> I met. It's like it's like the spinoff of God for enemy. It's like I met God at a sports bar. Yeah. 
And we both love the Cubs. God put a thousand dollars on Loyola. <laughs> yeah. God, God hit his parlay. Yeah. God had a bad beat <laughs> on the whole oh, coronavirus man. thing. Anyway, sorry. What's your uh, um, number three? <laughs> by the way, can you name name two players on Loyola's team now that they've made the Sweet Sixteen for the second time in th- in what four years now? Three Sister? years? In the last three years? Yep. And Jean. Yep. So I thought. Point, so I did it. Point proven. That's yep. it. That's <laughs> point proven. I can't even fight uh, it. I'm just letting you have this because number I, I can't name a single player. I mean, imagine you're Cameron Crutwig and you've made two fight. You're you've made two Sweet Sixteens. You made the Final Four. You're a star player for Loyola, yep. and everyone. I don't know his I mean, name. More people. More people are starting to know him. So that's that's well, okay. Well, it's depressing, but, you know. Mark, because sometimes I worry about my either information intake or memory because, like, I've watched every single March Madness game this year. Like, I've been really obsessed, and then you. Ask Ask me something like that, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I can't recall it. They're too like I immediately go to USC because they're kind of the same colors, and I'm like the Mobleys. <laughs> like that's how my brain. Like I think I think my brain is just melting out of my ears. You know, anyway. maybe that's why you've enjoyed March Madness so much. Is you just have like amnesia or something? I think I do. You, like, <laughs> you like forget that it. Yeah, you, you've watched the Oral Roberts Ohio State game like twelve times at this point, and you're like, wow, another upset. <laughs> you just keep showing it on. I just keep watching the same game and not realizing it over like, and over. This yeah. is insane. That's what um, it feels like, Mark. So, Number three on my list mm-hmm. is UCLA. This is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you get to oh, l- yeah. live in Los Angeles. It. Yeah. It's a blue blood school. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, it, the, the swagger that you would have if you just get to walk around campus and say, I, I'm on the basketball team, it, it's, it's, un, it's unrivaled. And you have that for life. I mean, you can, you can go to reunions and rub elbows with Bill Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and be like, yeah, I was on the team, you know, back yeah. then. And you were on the team too. Yeah, we're, we're kind of the same, Kareem, me and you. Like we both... We both were, we were both basketball players at UCLA. Right yeah. on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We're both bloggers, uh, Kareem. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so that, that's why UCLA is number three. I don't think UCLA is, is on a little bit of a surprise run here right mm-hmm. now. Uh, so they had a play-in I, I, game, right? I, they would be higher. Like if UCLA was a one seed, it is they're number one and not even no no thought about it. Like okay. that is the, the only reason they're number three on my list is because they're an 11 seed. And I think they got Alabama coming up. Alabama's pretty good. They're probably going to lose and that's going to be the end of the run. So like okay. that part wouldn't be fun. But going to UCLA and being on the basketball team would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, going to UCLA and, you know, no offense to Colby, yeah. but like that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, okay, number three on my list is the Iowa's women's team um, because Caitlin Clark is electric. And I love that she is going to be going up against Paige Beckers. Uh, UConn's finally going to have to play a hard team. Um, mm-hmm. I think both of them are really fun, and I'll get to UConn. Well, now it gives it away, but yeah, what, you know, you're, you you're can... awesome at suspense. I wonder what your top two are going to be. Are they going to be Syracuse men and UConn women, Charlotte? Yeah. I mean, my God. Damn it. <laughs> I did it wrong. Hell? I told you I'm messing up numbers this week. Ugh. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I'm going to talk about um, Iowa first, though. I think that I could be a really great... Um, friend and support system to a superstar on a team that is good but like isn't a dynasty like i think that i could provide the 
moral support and you know laughter for someone like i could help caitlin clark thrive on the sort of like friend front not and then just watch her and be so proud and not feel jealous at all because like i know i'm not going to play so it's not an issue you know what i mean that was kind of my role at ohio state you know like i was greg odin's friend who just kind (laughs) of made him laugh and we weren't ohio state wasn't quite like the basketball program that was kind of the start of a good run for Ohio state basketball to where it is now, where it's highly ranked all the time and all that. Cause at the time uh, they had won the big 10 the year before, but like mm-hmm. that was very early in the the rebuild of the program, right. so to speak. So uh, there were, there weren't, yeah, that year was awesome. And I, that right? was my role it was like, like they were trying to, there, there wasn't a ton of pressure, but at the same time there was, cause we were really good, but like, you know, it wasn't like Ohio state fans were spoiled yet. Like they are now where they expect right. greatness every year. So they were just right. like, yeah, this is cool. We're ranked number one. Oh my God, this is insane. They love totally. it. And then I was just the jackass in the locker room. I mean, guys and, laugh. You know, Mark, so you, you always say that we don't have much in common besides the fact that our brains are like both kind of broken, but like we have that in common. Like I was mm-hmm. in my limited sports experience. I was the jackass in the locker room and I think I could be <laughs> the best jackass Iowa has ever seen for Caitlin Clark. <laughs> and I want the best for her. <laughs> Do you have eligibility? We should we should like make oh this a reality God. where like you actually go be a well, walk on. Go go uh go get an advanced degree and I don't know, probably. You probably could, honestly. How does that work though? Like I went to college. But you didn't you didn't play any sports, did you? Uh I mean no. Squash. <laughs> Squash for half a semester. A Dartmouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think count, you could. Right? I, I, I legitimately think you could. If you went to go get an advanced degree somewhere, if you wanted to go to med school or something and you were enrolled at Iowa's I don't know, or you just got your okay, MBA at here's Iowa. Here's what we have to do. You could walk onto the basketball team. Yeah. We for sure. have to get Fox to pay for one year of a master's <laughs> of, program in writing. At Iowa, because the Iowa Writers Workshop is like the best program. And that I actually thought about going there when I was in college. And so if someone will pay for that and we can turn it into content of me trying to walk on to the basketball team or maybe a team that I can actually play the sport of. But it's kind of funnier if it's <laughs> basketball. That would be that would be a, like that could be a series like people would watch that reality show. I, I cannot imagine a reason why Fox would say no to this. I'm it, it, calling yeah. Fox. <laughs> immediately after we get off this podcast that's Uh, a killer idea come on number two on my list is (laughs) the gonzaga bulldogs uh this one is a little straightforward just in that gonzaga has a chance to go undefeated and Mm -hmm. they are the best team left in the tournament and i believe that uh they're going to win the tournament and that's why i would want to be on on their team because you could win a national championship one but then also you could be a part of the undefeated team the 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 last time a men's team went undefeated was 1976 charlotte if gonzaga pulls this off you are a part of history forever mm-hmm. or at least until the next undefeated team comes mm-hmm. along which is probably going to be a while um and that that's it so that's pretty much it it's just like to be on to be a walk-on on the best team would be awesome i i was close to it as i said in 2007 mm-hmm. we weren't quite the best team we ended up losing a national title game uh but that year was magical it was a ton of fun to just like watch us wreck everybody all season and uh i would love to do that for gonzaga i would love to run it back except this time actually win the title and be a legend forever and go back to gonzaga and be like yeah i was on the team kiss my ring this is me. <laughs> i you love see that? it it says it says 30 and 0 on the ring. That's me. That's yep. me. That's yeah. me. Wow. You know, I uh, I have the same logic for my number one. I mean, we know mm. my number two is, is Syracuse. Syracuse. I've already explained yeah. my creepy. It's like a Nick Saban daughter's wedding thing again. I don't know what's going on 
Wait till I find the Bayhams Instagram accounts, is all I'm saying. Anyway, um, my number one is the Yukon women because it's also straightforward. I think it would be absolutely the coolest thing ever to be part of a dynasty. Um, the last time they won was what, 2016, the whole tournament? Oh, really? I think it's been I, that long. Hold on, hold on. Let me last Yukon women's win. Uh, no, not hmm. championship win. Um, why is it so hard to find this? Uh, sorry. When, what years did, <laughs> is this fun for everybody? I'll find it. Yeah. Uh, 2016. Yeah. Okay, 2015, so, 2014, they won four in a row. Because, yeah, and then uh, Brianna Stewart left, and then exactly. they haven't won since, right? And they haven't won yeah. since. And I think that Paige, as I said, Paige Beckers, who's good friends with Caitlin Clark, and they have to play each other, and I think that's kind of fun. But she is, you know, they have this really amazing freshman team, and they have a hard road to get there. Like, Baylor's going to give them a hard time if they can beat Iowa. And um, I just think that it's an exciting season that if they can win it, like if the dynasty of UConn can do it again in 2021. Such a New England line of thinking of like, we win a trillion titles, but we still find a way to paint ourselves as underdogs. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, like, listen to what you're saying. You're like, UConn, can they, can they do it? Can they get over the hump? (gasps) Oh, Man, oh my god, I'm embarrassed I'm because I didn't mm. even think of, like I don't think of it. Like I honestly Ugh. do it. Like I mean that. It's been five years. Oh, Whatever. What I want to be a walk on oh. on the team and I want to tell jokes <laughs> and make everybody go out there and be like, we're gonna go get them. And Shari, you're yeah. not gonna play, but we're happy to have you here. So that's my uh, list. Number one on my list is USC um, because there, there are a few reasons. Because one of the why guys I, from Last Chance U basketball is gonna play there next year. Sure. <laughs> Uh, because USC is in Los Angeles, like like weather matters to me. Gonzaga, that's probably why I knock Gonzaga down. Because uh, Spokane, no disrespect, but you're not Los Angeles in terms yep. of uh, where I would want to go to school for for weather purposes. Yeah. So USC is in LA, just like UCLA is. Um, they they're better. They're a little better than UCLA. Like USC has a chance. They're gonna they they are gonna play Oregon. They've already beat Oregon. They beat Oregon's brains in the last time they played. Uh, and then I think they have they have a decent chance that they end up playing Gonzaga in the lead eight. I think USC matches up well and they can pull the upset. And if you pull the upset, if you're a walk on at USC, yeah. you pull the upset on Gonzaga. You're a legend. It's been forever since USC went to a Final Four in basketball. Um, so if you could be a part of that ride, it would be awesome. On top of that, you have uh, Evan Mobley might be the number one pick in the NBA draft to be his teammate and get those inroads. And like, Over Cade Cunningham? Maybe. We don't know. Okay. There's a, there's a right. lot of basketball left to be played, Charlotte. Okay, A lot Mark. of workouts to be had this summer. We'll see so where true. it goes. So true. But, uh, yeah, he is very good. If he was number one, I wouldn't be surprised at all, actually. Um so you kind of, you know, I would work that angle. He could, he would be my Greg Oden this time around, you know, and I would be like, hey man, can I be friends with you? And then tell stories about how I'm friends with you and turn that into a career. <laughs> uh, you'd have that. It, it checks all the boxes. The only thing is like they're, they're in Gonzaga's region, which I don't love because I do want right. to make the final four as a walk-on because again, I've, I have said the phrase, I went to a final four no less than 10,000 times in my life. Yeah, um, obviously it's the coolest thing that and anybody. It, it would be cool to, yeah. It would be cool to be able to say like, I, yeah, I was in the final four. And so I would, I, th- th- that's the one thing that worries me, but USC checks every other box. So that's my number one. I love it. This is a great list, Mark. I just love that we gave you a space to talk about the things that you think about that you don't talk about when you're supposed to actually be talking about basketball. 
Charlotte, you know one thing that uh, I was waiting for you to bring up that you didn't, and what? I'm actually stunned. I'm absolutely stunned that you didn't bring it up. Is that your birthday is tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Well, today, if the if you're listening to the podcast, if you're listening to this on it's Thursday, too late. My, it's if you're listening to this, <laughs> if you can hear this, you've listened to the podcast for too long. Um, yeah, it is. It is my birthday, and I'm 32, and that's not really no. an exciting birthday. I can't believe you're so forthcoming with your age. That's awesome. That's that's very uh, <laughs> no, I for real. Really? Yeah. You think people I, like? I mean, I. So here's the thing, Mark. When I turned, when I the week before I turned thirty, I was riddled with anxiety. I was freaking out. I was panicking. I was like, my whole thing is that I'm like a young up and comer. Like I'm supposed to mm-hmm. be good at my job, and I'm young. But like once you turn thirty, it's like not cute that you're good at your job anymore. Like it never was cute no. that I was good at my job. But like you, you know, people are like, oh wow, she's young, and now it's just like, oh, she's an adult. And she gets paid to talk about sports. But Mm -hmm. the day that I turned 30, I woke up and I've never felt freer. I felt amazing. I was like, all right, hell yeah, let's go. I'm a legitimate adult. I can do like something just switched in my brain where I really did stop caring a little bit more. Mm -hmm. A little I I still care too much what other people think, but like it got less than it used to be. And I was just like, you know what? Here I am. We're going to do this. And. I'm going to be a 32-year-old weirdo, uh, but, like, there you go. There we go. That's Anne my Char manifesto. growing on... up. Also, right I just... Right before our very eyes. Yes, she is. And also, you know, Anne Shar is waiting for me, and we're on a collision course. She's getting younger, and I'm getting older. And any day now, we're just going to hit each other, and we're going to become one, and then it's the transformation is complete. <laughs> That's uh, uh, Uncle Mark is already there. I'm, I'm I am uh, I've fully embraced my old man. I, on my thirtieth birthday, I woke up with heartburn for the first time in my life, and I was like, "This is this is a sign that I should just give up and just stop and just let it go." And uh, well, then I started it's better getting than the hangover and... that I woke up with on my <laughs> birthday. Um, listen, uh, we uh, because it's your birthday, I, I oh, we no. have a surprise for you on the oh, show. Oh no! Oh no! We, we got you something. No, you didn't. Our production team. Oh, wanted to get God. you something for your birthday okay. and it's not here yet but i'm going to show you what it is it is okay. a, and i'm going to explain it to the people at home <gasps> oh what it is a oh neon sign God. that says ever hopeful custom made oh my god uh, in cursive that you can uh that you can hang in your Next to your Patrick, Patrick Ewing poster. I can hang it above Patrick. Oh my God. We got you cry. that for your birthday. Happy birthday, Charlotte. <laughs> Thank you so much. I came back to do the show just for your birthday. Too. Are you leaving I, again next week? I'm, Are you I'm leaving to leave. Again? Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Mark's Call never doing the show again. Get him back. <laughs> Please come back. Please come back. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. That is... That is too nice. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm very earnest, but then when it comes to me, I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's uh, so nice. That's yeah. so nice. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't bring your birthday up. That That is a sign of you are mature and you've settled into being a little older. It's like, I was waiting for, I was waiting for you to just drop the, you know, so it's, so it's my, yeah, because my birthday is tomorrow. I legitimately uh, forgot, Mark, doing the whole shit. Like, there was never a point. The only point that I thought about my birthday was when I was like, I'm 31. And then I was like, oh. Oh, no, I'm 32. And then when this comes out and then I just like kept going because I was like, whatever. 
I, I expect you to be like, so number three on my list. Uh, so it's because it's my birthday tomorrow, I have, uh, and then I'm like, what? That had no. nothing to do with anything, Charlotte. But you aren't that way. Well, look at wow. you. A real look grown up. Um, is there anything else? Is that it? Send us emails. Send us emails. Happy birthday, Charlotte. Thanks, Mark. Good Thanks, to be back. Guys. I'm glad to um, have you. Are you going to be back next week, you think? Uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see All what right. Ben Verlander's up Dave, to. Hey, <laughs> stop it. Don't do this. We're not doing this. The show is over. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>